0: They say it's time to build back better the human person. Hello, my name is Father Dave Nix, Padre Peregrino here on YouTube. This is part three of my globalism series. Number one was A to F bullet points on the Great Reset. Two was why the experts insist we will never go back to normal. Number three today is building back better the human person. Here is former Vice President Joe Biden's website, current website, but former Vice President. It reads at the top, Biden-Harris, as you can see if you're watching the video, Build Back Better, quote, Joe Biden's jobs and economic recovery plan for working families, end quote. Now, Dr. Taylor Marshall recently connected this phrase to a Latin phrase, solve et coagula, which means separating and joining together. Solve is the root word of English words like dissolve. Coagula is the root of English words like coagulate. So we're gonna see, is this an exaggeration that Dr. Marshall did or does this line up with the Latin and the English here? Well, an anticoagulant is something that stops building like aspirin or heparin. Building what? Building blood clots. So heparin is an anticoagulant or blood thinner that prevents the formation of blood clots and it's often given before surgery so you don't throw a blood clot. It stops platelets and proteins in the plasma building a blood clot. Notice build. Therefore, an anticoagulant is an anti-building medicine. Therefore, coagula really can be loosely translated as build. So Dr. Marshall is exactly correct. Salve at coagula means dissolve and rebuild. But this isn't like some idealistic college Democrats want to, say, eliminate poverty and build a new sunshiny city. When you hear dissolve and rebuild, there's something a lot more nefarious than that. The notion of dissolve and rebuild is a satanic phrase. It's found on the Freemason's satanic goat, and it's also tattooed on the wrist of Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling. This year, Archbishop Viganò recently warned President Trump about a deep church and a deep state dissolving the church and state and then creating a new one. But remember, this isn't a conspiracy theory. Build Back Better is now a motto for both Joe Biden and the Vatican. Where did the term Build Back Better come from? Most likely, Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum has over 3 million followers on Twitter. And the World Economic Forum is kind of like the financial hand of the United Nations in Europe. Klaus Schwab recently wrote a book called COVID-19 and the Great Reset. One blog they have on their site reads, quote, To build back better, we must reinvent capitalism, end quote. But remember, to recoagulate, you first have to dissolve by creating a crisis in the culture. Listen to Klaus
1: Schwab himself, clips taken from Dave Collins' YouTube channel. The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. The COVID-19 crisis. Dude, if
0: you're going to take over the world, you may want to lose the German accent. But remember, you have to dissolve the culture
1: to rebuild it, to re-coagulate it. Klaus Schwab again. It has laid bare the fundamental lack of social cohesion, fairness, inclusion, and equality. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system for the need for the post-Corona era. We have a choice to remain passive, which would lead to to the amplification of many of the trends we see today. Polarization, nationalism, racism, and ultimately increase social unrest and conflicts. But we have another choice. We can build a new social contract, particularly integrating the next generation. We can change our behavior to be in harmony with nature again. And we can make sure that the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution are best utilized to provide us with better lives. In short, we need a Great Reset. We need a Great Reset.
0: Dave Cullen points out he sounds like one of James Bond's worst, most exaggerated villains. But remember, the Great Reset is this new social contract, according to Klaus Schwab, a new social contract for a world of inclusion. But is it going to be one of inclusion? No, it's going to do the same old racist garbage that eugenics always has. Just last night, I read an article titled... The Johns Hopkins and CDC plan to mask medical experimentation on minorities as racial justice. It reads, quote, under the guise of combating structural racism, the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security has laid out a strategy for ethnic minorities and the mentally challenged to be vaccinated first. All is a matter of justice. However, other claims made by the center contradict these social justice talking points and point to other motives entirely. The main focus of this allocation strategy is to deliver vaccines first to racial minorities, but in such a way as to make those minorities feel at ease and not like guinea pigs when receiving an experimental vaccine that those documents admit is likely to cause certain adverse effects, quote. So their promises of a world of inclusion, it means that they start with doing experimental and dangerous vaccine tests on which two groups of people? ethnic minorities, and the quote-unquote mentally challenged. Of course, this sounds exactly like Hitler. No, Trump's not like Hitler. Klaus Schwab and Joe Biden are wanting this stuff, not Trump. Now, I'm not in favor of Trump's rolling out this warp speed and the vaccine and stuff, but he doesn't want to dissolve the entire church and dissolve the entire state. So listen closely to what Klaus Schwab said. The fourth industrial revolution... And if you combine this with everything Bill Gates is saying, the fourth industrial revolution must reduce the world's population, again, Gates words, not mine, by a few billion for the sake of inclusion and sustainability. Those are the two keywords to listen for sustainability and inclusion.
1: That's what they want to build us back better for Klaus Schwab again. Uh, We know now uh, that um, the next crisis is already waiting for us around the corner. Oh, the next crisis
0: is around the corner. That's the one thing you can believe these guys on when they tell you when there's a crisis around the corner. Funny these guys know exactly what's coming before it hits. Bill Gates predicted a pandemic years ago. Klaus Schwab now predicts two crises coming. One, cyber attacks, and two, food shortages. The goal is rebuilding all of humanity into something transhuman. Now, we've all heard a lot the past few years about transgender. Well, that's only the warm-up for transhuman. Schwab wants to dissolve humanity and remake it in his own image. I'm going to give you his direct quote so you don't think that's an exaggeration. A young woman who has a YouTube channel called What's Her Face has a very truthful and very funny video called The Great Reset. I want to read you some of the quotes she got out of Klaus Schwab's book. Quote, the tools of the fourth industrial revolution enable new forms of surveillance and other means of control that run counter to healthy open societies, end quote. Now, remember, that quote comes from the head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the granddaddy of Build Back Better. And again, what does Joe Biden's website say? Build Back Better. And I'm telling you this just so you don't think this is some crackpot in Europe who nobody listens to. They want a surveillance state, and they have the United States, Democrats, and many people in the Vatican behind this. But it gets better. Schwab's technologies, quote, can intrude into the hitherto private space of our minds, reading our thoughts and influencing our behavior. Also, public crime is likely to decrease due to the convergence of sensors, camera, artificial intelligence and facial recognition." End quote. Of course, that's what they have in China, where there's no freedom, of course." And second to last quote from Klaus Schwab's book: quote, "As capabilities in this area improve, the temptation for law enforcement agencies to determine the likelihood of criminal activity, assess guilt, or even possibly retrieve memories directly from people's brains will increase." Even crossing a national border might one day involve a detailed brain scan to assess an individual's security risk, end quote. So again, remember, Joe Biden and the Vatican are now quoting Build Back Better that comes primarily from Klaus Schwab, who wants a police state reading our brains, not my words, his. And finally, get this quote from Klaus Schwab, quote, the future will challenge our understanding of what it means to be human from both a biological and social standpoint, end quote. Challenge our understanding of what it means to be human. This is why this is transhumanism. You see why this isn't just like, as I said, the kind of the college democrats pushing an idealistic distributism. No, this is a full satanic overturning of we men and women who are made in God's image and likeness. And this is why I keep harping against the vaccine. Because these people aren't interested in your health. They are interested, by their own words, not mine, in this transhuman experiment. It's not even a transcultural experiment. It's a transhuman experiment. You think it could happen? Well, neither you nor me would have believed these guys could lock down seven continents. I think too many Americans just look at Trump and everything happening now. No, no, no. We have seven continents that have been so propagandized, if that's a word, that people are now so superstitious, they drive alone in their cars with masks on due to a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. You don't think they can start a surveillance state on us? Okay, why am I a priest talking about this? Remember, only a few priests in Germany saw this come in in the late 30s and very few people listened to them. And you know what? They didn't really care if uh, people didn't listen to them. People say, are you a conspiracy theorist? Are you a prophet? Here's my big secret. I know how to read history. And we're having all of the totalitarianism repeat right now. And I'm not going to go before God saying, I didn't warn my people. So it's fine if people call me crazy, but for those who are listening, I'm telling you this is coming. And this is why... I, as a priest, am going to take on these globalists the same way I would have as the Nazis. By any means possible, but first of all, by education of what to avoid with them. You see, dissolve and rebuild, it's not just our society, not just our economy, but our brain and our genome. So what do we do to resist all this? I'm going to give you five points on how to resist these globalists. Okay, points on how not to get built back better as a human being. Point number one, realize not every story has a happy ending. I got that in a text from a friend recently. We have to get rid of this idea of the health and wealth gospel. And a great example of that is blessed Franz Jagerstatter. I don't always trust Wikipedia, but here's a good quote on this beatified man's life from the 20th century. Quote, Franz Jagerstatter was an Austrian conscientious objector during World War II. Jagerstatter was sentenced to death and executed for his refusal to fight for Nazi Germany. He was later declared a martyr and beatified by the Catholic Church. 20th of May, 1907, and died on the 9th of August, 1943. What's amazing is that even Franz Jagerstatter's bishop told him just to get along with the Nazis to go along. Save your family. You know, uh, God wouldn't want your family to be lost without a dad. So just go work for the SS. But he knew he couldn't do that. And now he's beatified and his bishop is not. So the point is this. Do the right thing regardless of consequences. And I know a lot of you hear me say that, but I'm going to add on to that a little bit. When I say do the right thing regardless of consequences, that doesn't mean you have to go look for a fight with the state. In fact, some saints like St. Thomas More ran as far as they could from the fight, and even then, their unwillingness to compromise still gained them the crown of martyrdom, as most of you know. But what if St. Thomas More or Blessed Franz Jagerstatter would have thought, well, God would want my family well-fed and warm. Well, yeah, God does want your family well-fed and warm, but at what cost? Never at the cost of playing into the enemies of God who want to change your genome right now via an untested vaccine that's kept at negative 80 degrees Fahrenheit. So I don't know your conscience, but here's my advice as a priest to you. As Catholics, you got to drop the health and wealth gospel, this idea that God wants me happy on earth at all costs. No, it may not shake out that way at the end of all this globalism. No, God doesn't want you happy on earth at all costs. God wants you happy in heaven at all costs with your family there. But here, not every story has a happy ending. Okay, point number two. Have a good sense of humor if things go bad. Crisis Magazine tells about the Irish soldiers of Mexico. Long quote here, but stick with me because you'll love this historical account. Quote, One of the least known stories of the Irish who immigrated to America in the 1840s is that of the Irish battalion that fought on the Mexican side in the U.S.-Mexico War of 1846 to 1848. They came to Mexico and died, some gloriously in combat, others ignominiously on the gallows. United under a green banner, they participated in all the major battles of the war and were cited for bravery by General López de Santa Anna, the Mexican commander-in-chief and president. At the penultimate battle of the war, these Irishmen fought until their ammunition was exhausted and even then tore down the white flag that was raised by their Mexican comrades in arms, preferring to struggle on with the bayonets until finally being overwhelmed by the Yankees. Despite their brave resistance, however, 85 of the Irish battalion were captured and sentenced to bizarre tortures and deaths at the hands of the Americans, resulting in what is considered even today as the largest hanging affair in North America, end quote. Now, I'm not saying to defect from the United States, because I still do think we are the hope, both with a lot of heroes in the church and if Trump is able to uh, stay in office right there. I'm not saying defect from the United States. I've become quite a patriot the past four years myself. But these Irishmen did put being Catholic ahead of being an American. One of the Irishmen who was about to be hung on the gallows asked the English-blooded American named Harney uh, for a light for his smoke since he was about to die. Harney had red hair, so the Irishman asked the colonel if he wouldn't mind lighting it with his elegant hair. Crisis magazine reads, quote, The red-headed Harney did not appreciate the joke. He drew his sword and struck the bound prisoner in the mouth with the hilt, breaking several of the man's teeth. The prisoner was not intimidated, however. Speeding out blood and broken teeth, the irrepressible Irishman quipped, Bad luck to ye. you. You spoilt my smoking entirely. I shan't be able to have my pipe in my mouth as long as I live. Sorry for the bad Irish accent, but isn't that amazing to joke about yourself when you're about to die? And one of the funny things about both Mexicans and we Irish is that we always mock the governments that are going to kill us. And we never escape suffering without also some type of self-deprecating humor. That's a Catholic way. Not because we're dark, but because we know Christ has conquered death and we were made for heaven. So why not just mock the earth a little bit on the way out? As we're on our way to heaven, please God. You know, the funny thing about Facebook and Twitter for me is that so many anonymous traditional Catholic women reply to all my stuff saying, Oh, Father, I'm so sad at this post of yours. I can't stop crying. Stop crying. I'm not telling you this bad news to get you sad. I'm telling you this stuff to get you ready for battle. And if you die on the gallows at the hands of the globalists, laugh at them because your Savior has totally conquered death. You know, like St. Lawrence. These people have no power over us. So stop getting so sad over the state of the church and the state of the state and just start doing the right thing. God has you in this century to conquer on the cross. Not conquer in a comfortable life of ease, but to conquer on the cross. Number three, remember Christ is king. Today is the first Saturday of the month and we had to do a mental prayer on one of the mysteries of the rosary. And since we're approaching Christmas 2020, I meditated on the Annunciation. Listen to Luke chapter 1 verse 32 to 33. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. end quote. Now, we American Catholics right now are obsessed with typology. Typology is the connection between Old Testament and New Testament, and it is exciting. I'm one of the people who loves to read Scott Hahn and Brant Petrie. So when we hear that Jesus is going to be on the throne of Israel forever, we get super pumped. But what about the fact that the church is the new Israel? Are we as excited about the fact Christ is sovereign king not only over the church, but also over our state? Now that makes us Catholics a little bit more squeamish nowadays because we're so infiltrated by modernism that we forget that every government, every society, every state owes social worship to Christ the king. We don't hear about this anymore, but it's still the truth. So take great courage that Christ is king of the new Israel, He's king of the old Israel, and he will only let coronavirus 19 or the globalists or whatever Do what is already within his permissive will to you. Once St. Francis Xavier was caught in a storm on a big boat in the Pacific, everyone was so afraid they were going to lose their lives. St. Francis Xavier said something very interesting. He said, do you think we can possibly live if God wants us dead? Do you think we can possibly live if God wants us dead? That means the inverse is also true. Do you think coronavirus can possibly harm you if God said it will not? Now, I'm not saying people haven't died from it. I'm not saying Christians don't die from it. But the CDC said that 70% of the people who caught coronavirus were wearing the mask. So look, living in a state of paranoia won't save you from coronavirus. I'm not saying being a Christian will either. But living in paranoia won't do it either. So you're going to check out when your clicker stops ticking. You're not going to live longer than God has planned for you. So just don't commit suicide and keep going in courage and fun and grace till God brings you home. Number four, God is powerful enough to build you back better. I think the most underrated part of the Mass is the offertory. You remember when the priest takes off the veil, the chalice veil off the chalice? This is the moment when you are supposed to pray, God, I give you everything I am, everything I have, everything I'm called to be, my past, present, my future, my dreams, my hopes, my sorrows, even my sins. You place yourself on the altar at the offertory. Too many people think this is just the time to, I don't know, read the bulletin or something. But the offertory is when you place your life on the altar and you die to yourself. Bolton Sheen says that we die in the offertory so we get Christ's new life back in the Eucharist. He builds you back better. Now think about that psalm. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I think for too long in my life I kind of interpreted that in a little bit of a pantheistic sense, sort of like saying the mountains are God or something weird. That's that's false, of course. No, what the psalmist meant, what King David meant is that God is so powerful, he can make the biggest mountains you've ever seen out of nothing, a single thought of his own. Think of God's power. This is the God we serve. If he can turn nothing into the Rocky Mountains, which are just that direction from me, if God can turn nothing, ex nihilo, into the Rocky Mountains, then he can rebuild you into a saint if you die at the Offertory and receive him in the Holy Eucharist and sanctifying grace in Holy Communion. See, that's the whole goal of this life it's not to get out of this alive none of us are going to get out of it alive but to get out of it holy and so do you believe god is powerful enough to make you holy then start bringing your life on the offertory dying to yourself everything that you want and then when you receive holy communion you've already emptied yourself and in emptying yourself before that subjectively of course it's objectively the eucharist even if you receive immortal sin but subjectively it's so much more powerful because you've died by giving your whole life on the offertory. So let God build you back up to be a saint by really bringing your life to Mass. Number five, stop being ashamed of the truth. You see, if you're not wearing a mask in your car or you don't get a vaccine, don't get shy in front of family members or friends who challenge you like, Oh, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's much of a need to wear a mask in the car. Now, do you realize that the truth is powerful in and of itself stop being ashamed of the truth the truth is the most powerful thing on the planet so you know in charity in love point out that they are the conspiracy theorists putting on a mask and a car loan for a virus that has a 99.9 percent survival rate in love yes in charity i'm not saying intimidate people but in great love point out to them that them promoting the propaganda and the fear and the vaccines is going to promote the largest genocide of people in history of the world And they're on the team of something much worse than the Nazis. I'm not exaggerating. They're going to kill people, not you. If you are promoting Gates' agenda and Swab's agenda by living in fear, you may in fact answer to God for the final genocide in history, second only to abortion. So let's remember that the early Christians talked to pagans in very direct terms. They pulled no punches. I'm convinced just even reading... Christian history book, Catholic history books, that the early Christians, the early Catholics, were even more direct with their enemies than probably even the medieval Christians. To tell the truth, always do it in love, but stop being ashamed. Because it's not the conspiracy theorists going around without a mask alone in their car. I mean, has everyone lost their minds? Yeah, Satan has darkened the minds of nearly everyone in the world via this COVID superstition. It's not science. So please remember the truth is powerful in and of itself and you guys are not the conspiracy theorists. It's the people walking around in hazmat suits for a virus that has a 99.9% survival rate. Christ has conquered death. Stop being afraid of death. And finally, please maybe say a prayer for What's Her Face, that YouTube channel I got some great quotes from and from Dave Cullen, great YouTube channel there. I don't know if they're Catholic, but they're doing great work in exposing this coming globalist genocide before it arrives. So I hope they become Catholic. So pray that we can all get to heaven together because that's our only home where we'll be healthy and together. So prioritize it above all else.